0: Hello everyone. This podcast is brought to you by MPEL, a digital health company providing health risk management tool for prevention and management of chronic conditions. Today, as a society, we are facing an unprecedented situation with COVID-19, and it is our responsibility to make life a little easier for everyone. MPEL team worked tirelessly to create a COVID-19 kit everyone to access for free. Given our mission to help everyone achieve their best physical and mental potential, this is the least we could do. As a part of this initiative today, we are talking to Ms Maura Dunn, who will share some tips on working from home. Maura is a productive consultant and co-founder of BeProductive.ie with Transformation, HRD and program management experience gained during 30 years in the pharmaceutical, IT, regulatory and financial services sectors. She has expertise of training delivery, coaching and consultancy in a range of topics including productivity, team development, leadership development, strategic management, project management, change management, capacity planning, competency development, and performance management. She has extensive experience working with executives and top teams developing strategy and providing coaching. She delivers a suite of business skills training using a dynamic, practical, interactive approach. Myra has recently been approved by Enterprise Ireland as a productivity specialist and now works as a mentor with Fingal Local Enterprise Board Um, for local businesses. Samora, thanks for your time today and we really appreciate your help. Given (laughs) Given today's scenario, we understand most people are working with a very low morale due to the uncertainty of the current situation. What, according to you, can be done to boost this
1: well thank you Sohini for inviting me to come along and speak on your podcast. I'm delighted to be able to provide help in any way possible to help people get through I suppose the next couple of weeks um, in dealing with what has been a huge change for people. So the, you know the first thing is really I think to recognize how much the workplace has changed for people. So People who are used to going into busy workplaces are now working from home and along with dealing with the shock of what's happening and how life has changed, they're also dealing with a different work day and a different structure within which they have to work.
0: Mm.
1: So for me, a huge part of it is, is really um, recognizing those differences and making allowances for that and helping people adjust to that change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, myself, we uh, we are an SME and uh, I mean, talking to self-employed people and SMEs, this situation is actually, uh, the uncertainty is even um, more pronounced in those um, people's lives, I, I suppose. So how can self-employed or SMEs tackle this and still remain positive and proactive? How do they prioritize beyond the noise?
1: Yeah, I mean, it is... um It's particularly challenging for anybody who's working on their own, or maybe they've got a small business with a couple of freelance people, maybe working with them. So there's so much uncertainty there without the security of a large organization and without security of say a regular income. So I think particularly um, for people like that, it's, it's very important to try and in a way, take a deep breath and figure out what's the best way forward. Almost not to jump in too quickly and start changing everything, um, because as the week the weeks have gone by, you know a lot of people who maybe have done their business and provided services um, in person have started moving things online, and and there's an increasing pressure for everybody to have a line an online presence. Um, so I think for people maybe to just even take stock. The first thing I did was I did a bit of writing, a bit of blogging. I thought, what do people need right now? So I wrote a blog first thing last week and sent that out to people just to, to give them whatever help I could give them. Mm-hmm. Then what I decided was I just would communicate with all my clients, my ongoing clients, and just see how everybody was and offer my help. I wasn't really sure what that help would be, but I just offered it to see what people needed. Um, The other thing i think that's important is to avail of whatever supports are around you so you know connect in with things like the local enterprise board and the local chambers so they're all looking at doing some online podcasts and webinars and training to help people through the next few weeks and they've reacted very quickly so for instance i'm out in the fingal region my Fingal chamber i'm going to be doing a webinar with them on friday So they're reacting quickly and putting the structures in place to have some online training. So even to link in with some of those groups Mm. might be a better way to get yourself online than trying to set up that infrastructure yourself.
0: Mm. And
1: then, I think once you know things settle down, it's to start being open to new opportunities and new ways of working into the future, but it's it may be even too soon for that yet but to 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 keep an open mind that things will be different when we come through all this, and that the way you do your business will probably have to change fundamentally, I think don't feel the pressure to change it tomorrow, but just start thinking in your head. How could things be different down the line?
0: Hmm. Absolutely. I mean, what I was uh, uh, telling our team the other day was, look, we can take rash decisions, but at the same time, we have to think that this is not going to last. Like everything, uh, you know, I, but it won't last uh, forever.
1: Yes. So when
0: we come out of this, all we have to do is we have to be more efficient and we have to be in a position to actually deliver. So probably that might um, help you prioritize beyond the noise.
1: Absolutely. I think the question is, you know, what do people need and what value can I add? What value Mm. can I add now? And maybe what new value can I add down the line? And Mm. it is around trying to really focus in on that. Um, I think the danger for self-employed people or SMEs is trying to do everything for everyone. So, you know, as, as we start to come out of this, it will be about saying, okay, these are one or two things I'm going to focus on. I'm going to prioritize on those things and get Mm -hmm. those up and running rather than trying to do a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, you know social media online is fantastic there's so many resources and you know it's great to see what other people are doing but sometimes we feel a pressure that we should be doing all that as well you know? <laughs> so we have to be really particularly ruthless i think in the next while um and really streamline our focus but in a way it might be too soon to even figure out what that focus is yet
0: mm. You mentioned one thing which was very interesting that the local authorities and all that, they're, they're doing yeah. the webinars and uh, encouraging people to move businesses online. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that's an interesting point of view. And um, we, uh, um, I work a little bit with the Nutritional Therapists of Ireland, which is the NTOI. We were also looking at empowering the members to move online uh, yes. How do how much do you think people are receptive to that or prepared, even more than receptive? How how prepared are people in general? What do you think?
1: It really varies. Um, at right at this moment in time, some people have a lot of their business online. Some people don't. Some people have a mixture. So myself, a lot of my business would have been face-to-face seminars and training. But I, I had started doing online coaching. Um, about six months ago so some of my business was available online but I think after this everybody is going to be um, able to do online work. I mean the, (laughs) the amount of people who are using Zoom calls now it's just phenomenal and I've been giving tips to people and even my, my daughter had a birthday last Friday. We did a virtual party and there was about 40 people linked in at various stages. But it was interesting that over the weekend, then a few of our friends and family were getting in touch saying, this is fantastic. I want to use it in my business. Can you tell me how to do it? And of course, the beauty with a lot of the tools available to us nowadays is that they're actually very easy to get to grips with and get going on and, and, and to use them. So I think even people who've, who haven't considered an online aspect of their business, they're going to be able to, to make that shift um, Mm. relatively painlessly, I think. And it, it is, it's, I suppose it's up to the rest of us who have some knowledge on that to help people out and pass those skills along.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a big positive that can come out of this whole situation, I suppose.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, people have had to just jump in and try things they've never tried before. And so, so the speed of learning is so much quicker. But I mean, it's, it's a good time to try things out because nobody cares if somebody does something and it's a bit crazy because, you know, anything goes at the moment. But I think we do have to embrace all, all the new ideas and yeah. um, just go for it, you know, and, and you can start with a small Zoom call, do a webinar Mm -hmm. and via zoom even just put some powerpoint slides together and you can share your screen so start with something small even for 15 minutes or half an hour try it out with a few people in your network and and see what sort of response you get so Mm -hmm. you know it depends on how big we make it in our head sometimes it sounds like a huge thing to move your business online but it's Mm -hmm. it is about just identifying some small steps you can take and do it gradually
0: yeah absolutely um now moving on to your main area of uh, how to be more productive um i just wanted to kind of understand what are the best practices one should follow when working from home to maintain the same efficiency or productivity as you may call um as as opposed to working in the office
1: yeah, it's it's interesting, actually, because, um, you know, when, when I've been training people on productivity and they've been looking at, you know, the, the downsides to the workplace and identifying the things that they, they would like to have in their work life, a lot of them are available to us now. So it's almost <laughs> like, let's flip it around and look at the benefits of the situation we find ourselves in. So you know being able to um work at home have no commute have flexibility mm-hmm. potentially less distractions although i know we we obviously have family members around as well but there there are different distractions and it's recognizing mm-hmm. that as well but also the potential for more family time
0: mm-hmm. has to
1: be seen as a positive so um in relation to how we can be productive, I suppose some of the, there's there's loads of tips really. Um, But some of the key things I would say first is, the thing that I find really useful is at the end of one day to just spend five or 10 minutes planning the next day and particularly planning the first few things you're gonna do at the start of the day. Because when you, you know, we, we, we switch out of work, we have our evenings, we listen to the news, we, we get frightened, whatever it is, you know, um, sometimes by the time you start the next morning, your head isn't clear, you've got other worries. And also at the moment, people are juggling family and particularly people with small kids. Mm. So there's a lot of, of drain, I suppose, on our concentration and focus. So even if you get the thinking done the day before, when you're kind of still in the zone, haven't spent the day working, just plan out maybe three things that you want to achieve the next day in work, three things you're going to do. Mm. and just make a note of that so then when you wake up the next day you kind of hit the ground running you don't have to think about what the plan for the day is Mm. Um, I think then each day set a little those little mini targets So say there's three things that you want to get done you might be working on something like report or developing a training course whatever it is set yourself some mini targets within that so say I'll get x amount done by 11 o'clock and then have your break, your coffee break as your reward for getting that done. So that helps (laughs) you stay focused. And then it means that you start to put a structure in your day. So you're working in kind of blocks of time. um, And you're saying, "I'll, I'll focus on this, get that much done. Then I take a break. Um, and then you find that you know if it comes to half ten, you're thinking I want a coffee now. But if you've already decided you've got that mini target,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: the benefit of actually achieving it is it really is such a feel good factor. It's worth doing it, you know, mm-hmm. and it forces you to stick at something maybe a little bit longer than you might have done before. Mm-hmm. And once you start working in that way, you find that. you'll you'll keep working like that automatically and particularly if you're interacting with other people virtually so maybe you might be managing someone else or working with a a colleague to even agree those those targets for the day and say you know I'm going to work on this this morning and maybe we can talk at 12 and we'll review what we've done or something Mm. that sense of accountability will also um, drive you on to keep focused and keep getting something done. Whereas if it's just too vague and it's too open-ended, that's Mm. where it's hard to maintain focus. Because then if we're getting a little bit distracted or our energy levels are dropping, it's like, oh, well, sure I have another two days to get this done? So it doesn't matter if I stop now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: So Um, it's almost like you're tricking your brain to be more productive than you actually feel like being. (laughs)
0: Uh, the other side
1: of it is that we I think we have to accept like you you've asked me for tips on how to maintain this, the same efficiency I would say that we all need to give ourselves a bit of a break and not expect the same efficiency because a as we've discussed we've all gone through a big change and it's mm. a lot of emotion but also we are dealing with different circumstances at home and there mm. are new distractions. And, you know, even if if we think about it, when you think of your normal work day and the amount of time you spend commuting and having breaks and lunch, et cetera, mm. if we look at getting a good four hours, really productive work done at home, um, mm. that's a huge amount if if you're doing that without distractions. So, you know, maybe we need to think of a shorter day and then allow ourselves recover and refresh and have time with family so mm. that we can manage our way through this.
0: Actually, that brings me uh, very nicely to the next question about okay. the work-life balance. Yes. Yeah. Because what I'm finding, there's, there's one pros and the other con I will talk about. One is when you said that make a list for the next day. Yeah. And this this has been my habit all through my working life. I would make a list for the next day. And when I was working, in the office, I would definitely go into the office after my morning commute and that to do list would will still have those items in there at four o'clock in the evening because things yeah. are priority. But now I'm finding I can actually go through those to do lists right in the morning. I yes. don't know what's the difference. But also I'm finding that I'm working till eight or nine o'clock at night and right. can stop. So how do we uh, maintain that work-life balance and uh, what are the different aspects we need to maintain while working from home?
1: Yes, um, I think it is about setting some boundaries and deciding what hours in the day you're going to to work um and it could be that the traditional nine to five day doesn't fit what you're doing anymore because you may have small children at home or you may have to go and visit an elderly relative Mm. at particular times in the day so I mean I know some people who might get up at six I do it myself sometimes six or seven do two or three hours really focused work before the house wakes up as I call it and then I'm available to family as they need me. And then it might be um, I get them busy and then I might do another couple of hours. And it could be later in the day then that I decide, okay, stay between four and six might be a good time to do another two hours of really focused work. So, you know, again, try and be flexible and see, look at all the factors that you're trying to juggle and see where the best times to be productive are. The other thing I would suggest is look at the the work that you're trying to get done and identify the tasks that need a high level of focus that you need quiet time for, and then identify the tasks that you can actually do, even if there's distraction and noise in the background. So some of our tasks are lower level of focus, they're administrative tasks, but they're still important to do. Mm. And save the time that you can actually get without distractions to work on, on the really important deep thinking tasks. So, you know, I would encourage people not to wait. If you get two hours in the morning that are quiet, don't waste that maybe on the emails Um spend that on something that you have to really think about and develop. And then as the house gets noisier, you can maybe work through your emails and you don't need the same level of focus or whatever it is. A lot of people aim to work, um, you know, in the morning when they're fresh, it's mm. the, the mantra is work solo. And then later in the day, interact with other people because that's when our energy levels drop. But by interacting with others, it keeps us energized. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: So maybe with things like if if organizations or individuals are planning a lot of Zoom calls, maybe with their clients or with their colleagues, Think about, you know, maybe organizing them and do them in a group in a batch in the afternoon and leave the morning for your, your solo deep thinking work.
0: Yeah. So it's it's a lot a, a lot to do with, with what your personal situation and choices are as well. T- I think Tanya so. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Makes perfect sense. Um, Also, while while we are very busy and with Zoom and all the video and virtual conversation, it's also um, like every podcast we have done, every uh, meetings I'm in, a big uh, issue for any employer is currently they're worrying about the mental health of their employees. Mm -hmm. Uh, they like working from home can be a very lonely enterprise in this era of social distancing what Mm -hmm. can actually be done uh, particularly from the employer side to mitigate this because this is an unprecedented situation
1: absolutely and I think um, it's important for employers to spend time on this and to look at their teams and very regularly check in with each person. So there might be regular Zoom meetings, but also to do an individual check-in and see how people are getting on. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to think about each individual they're responsible for and think about how how they're coping with it and, and what support they need. So everybody's going to be responding differently.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, that's where the, the manager's real management skills and real leadership skills Need to kick in now. So the, the the cornerstone of that is communication. If I was managing a team remotely, I would definitely probably do a check in every morning mm. and help the team by setting those kind of targets that we talked about. You know, review things every day. What happened yesterday? What are we working on today? What's cropped up? You know, so maintain that mm. level of communication. Um, so that's one thing is checking in with people and you know talking to people individually as well so giving them a chance to maybe open up and, and express their concerns that's one way mm. um the other thing i suppose is all the the interaction that we can do virtually so even like maybe having a virtual coffee break for a team though mm. so mm. that people you know can at 11 or whatever it is, make their coffee and then sit down, and everybody's on the screen together. So, a bit of a chat mm-hmm. so that all the Zoom calls aren't just about work. So, that there's yeah. you know, a bit of interaction, or maybe it's a WhatsApp group that does a video mm-hmm. or something like that.
0: Actually, that's a good point because we actually realized that we started working from home a little bit earlier than uh, when everybody started. So, this is actually our third week of working from home. Okay. And the very first week, we realized that. When we are at work as a team, we would talk about various things, whereas yeah. um, when we started working from home, we were only doing Zoom calls just for work-related yeah. stuff, and we yeah. were talking about it. So yeah. the guys actually came up with uh, the virtual meetup, and we have actually a link on the COVID-19, so anybody can go and book a virtual meetup for your friends Excellent. Yeah. Work. And you're not allowed to talk about work for those yeah. 15 minutes. So uh, that, the team were actually very, uh, very good in uh, pointing that out to ourselves yeah. within our team and then also said, why don't we put it in the COVID-19 kit for MPL? So, Excellent. yeah.
1: Yeah, because there's so many ways we can do that now. And, and it does just take a little bit of creative thinking.
0: Yeah. yeah. The thing you could
1: maybe do, couple of lunch times a week is can you know are there people interested in doing a yoga routine together there's yeah. loads of online yoga um yoga with adrian mishler is one that i do she's fantastic she's a whole youtube channel yeah just short 20 minute sessions so if there were people who were interested in that they could all tune in together and do it at mm-hmm. the same
0: time yeah yeah and um, liz yesterday's in our yesterday's podcast liz was talking about the 9am joe wicks uh free workout so that's a good one we will actually have a a live food demo session tomorrow during lunchtime if you want to yeah (laughs) so we we can all try our best yeah yeah the other Um, thing
1: was um there's tools like Trello and Slack that companies are using for managing projects, I suppose. So that where everybody's working on the same project, you know, that you can just link in the people who are on that project and then everybody can update their tasks on, on the Kanban yeah. board. Yeah. So again, it's a way of, I suppose, people feeling like they're collaborating and working together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Trello is brilliant. We use Trello a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a great, that's a great tool. Uh, great mm-hmm. advice, uh, Maura. Thanks very much. Now, I know before we started this podcast, we were, between just the two of us, we were talking about how uh, things are changing, things are changing very fast. Um, so my next question to you would be, like, do you, this whole COVID situation has, it will ultimately bring this big changes in the workplace. Um how do you see what what will be the major changes? Do you uh, think will happen, and how will it happen? Yeah, um,
1: I think you're right. There will be huge changes. I'm not sure we'll ever really go back to the way things were, and there are huge benefits within that. <laughs> um, so I mentioned earlier, you know, that so many people, maybe in more traditional businesses, that I would have met over the last year wished that they had more time working at home where they had less distraction so you know a traditional business that might have been resisting this has had to embrace it now um so they will be more flexible going forward because there's a proven there will be hopefully a proven case now that people can work from home um because a lot of companies have had to put the infrastructure in place now to to facilitate that during covid so therefore those possibilities will be available for employees you would imagine um, and for self-employed people they, they now will have online possibilities when we come out of all of this so mm-hmm. that's all a huge positive it's going to reduce the amount of commuting across the board which is obviously going to hugely help our planet as well as our stress mm-hmm. levels
0: oh thank god yeah. yes <laughs> at least that's, that's the type of positive we need more now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Got to be thinking about that. Yeah, so that's on the structural side. And then culturally, I think if this is managed well and if, if managers and leaders do step up and lead their teams well, I think um, there'd be a lot more maturity maybe in the workplace so that managers and leaders will have had to empower their people. Mm. People will have had to self-manage, so step up as well and be able to set targets, get things done, deliver, report in. So, you know, it it will be a much more mature relationship because there won't have been the visibility that there there is in, in an open office, office place. Mm. So I think that can only help cultures because there will be more trust and ownership as well of the work.
0: And hopefully it will actually be very, very positive from business perspective as well. Mm. I mean, micromanagement has a um, severe negative impact if you yes. if you, you know, if I'm allowed to say that, but I think that that culturally would bring much more productivity straight away, mm. isn't it? Absolutely.
1: And the other side of it is that companies will be forced to really, really focus in on the priorities and the important things and maybe eliminate all the noise that goes on around it. So hopefully, companies will be much more priority driven and more streamlined going forward.
0: Yeah. And just because you have um, experience on the human resource side, uh, HR development. Um, yeah. My last question to you would be, um, how, HR role has changed uh, in the last few years anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has gone more from transactional to more strategic roles. Um, but how do you think HR can adjust to these situations and what will be their priorities to ensure that employees are at their productive, their productive best and in, in this change scenario?
1: I think it really builds Sohini on the whole wellness um, discussion because this is what we're looking at now isn't it um, this is really employee wellness whereas maybe in the last year or two companies have been been um, sort of considering what do we do relation to wellness and there's been you know smoothies in the canteen on a Friday, five <laughs> K run and but now, now we're really down to serious stuff here where we are looking at how our employees are reacting, how they're getting on, what supports they need, the leadership skills that are needed. And HR have a huge role to play in that. Mm. So I think for HR, it's, it's about empathy. It's about flexibility, which has has actually been enforced on them because we've had to change the way we work. But it does mean, you know, being creative um, thinking outside the box, maybe thinking outside the policies and procedures that might have restricted the way we've worked in the past and embracing what change has been required. And the other key thing, I think, is listening to the employees and listening to their ideas and how they see things can move forward as well. So hearing their concerns, but also asking for ideas about how the business can, can change and, and survive, I guess, mm. when we come out of all of this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you very much, Maura. I mean, that was brilliant. That was absolutely fantastic and very, very interesting talking to you, as always. Thanks. Thanks thanks for your time particularly in this period of um, uncertainty you you took your valuable time out for us that's really appreciated. But
1: no problem at all i think there there is generally a, that goodwill out there isn't there where people are are trying to do whatever they can to help others
0: yeah yeah and,
1: um, i have a, a lot of blogs on my website around all of these topics so if anybody wants to go there there's also a lot of resources, templates and stuff people can download. So that's all at beproductive.ie. Yeah, actually,
0: that's one thing I wanted to mention that your yep. resources, I absolutely find it very, very interesting. Great. Um, and I, I definitely think that we should put in the link to your website with this podcast. Excellent. Yeah. Because it is actually very, uh, very good. Um section and on your website the resources
1: and also i'd invite people to contact me by my email which you'll find on the website or contact form or either by twitter linkedin just look me up and if they've got particular concerns or particular things that they want help with because you know i'm trying to change and respond to so i i'm putting together what i think people need but i mightn't be you know getting the right stuff either so there might be specific things that I'm not aware of but that I could help people with some solutions so I'd be delighted to respond to people's questions as well if they want to contact me directly or through perfect. yourself
0: perfect thank you so much Maura no problem talk to you soon take care stay keep safe keep up the good
1: work keep the podcast going because they're really valuable <laughs>
0: thanks Sohini bye thank you. thanks Maura